Hello friends, one and all, it is your host with the most, Wolf the Dog, coming at you live from 694.2 PTBP. My babies, I just want y'all to know, though it has felt like we've been at this thing for weeks now, it is only December 3rd here in contention. That's right y'all, all this shit went down in two damn days. That is 48 hours, not even enough time to get a good stew going. And now we got a little news for y'all once again. Now, you know, those boys went to Julie Maxwell's and saw a whole mess of taxidermy. I even heard they got a couple souvenirs from the joint. Now, when they went looking around, they found a circled yellow pages ad for Dr. Marie Jacobs. Them boys also found a receipt from Forgotten Treasures, everyone's favorite flea market in contention. And they found out the camera Julie Maxwell purchased was from Mildred Mitchell's booth. Well, then those boys decided to go to Mildred's house. That old kooky pothead, you know I love me some Mildred. And then wouldn't you know it, her damn granddaughter done disappeared into thin air. Now just a reminder for y'all, we got a new segment called Howlin' with Wolf. We need to have y'all screenshot those five-star reviews, by the way, and submit them to pretendingpod at gmail.com. You can also make a post and tag us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter username at pretendingpod, or look up pretending to be people on Facebook. You better watch your back, Mark Zuckerberg. Now each time you do one of these little favors for us. We're gonna put your name in a bowl and each week me or one of my pups will draw a name and that person will be able to write an announcement to be read by your local canine DJ, Wolf the Dog. Damn y'all, I just can't stop thinking about how that girl disappeared out of thin air. But you know who's not disappearing anytime soon? It's Kudzu with no backbone. Tildy might be wrapped up in some some weird stuff that's been going around in town. Can you give her a call? Uh, Mildred uh, pulls out her phone and calls, and you hear a... Coming from upstairs. Uh, John, you would, you would hear it like in the same room as you. There's some kind of huge bee in this room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... What kind of phone does she have? iPhone, full stop. All right. Is it locked? Yeah. Does she have any pictures of herself in the room? Yeah. All right. I try to unlock it with a picture of her. Uh, yeah, you can unlock it. Hell yeah. Um, hey, I, hey, I just answer and I'm like, hello. She looks at Keith and she's like, oh, she answered. She's right upstairs. No, uh, Mildred, it's me. It's John Lee Peter Pettymore. <laughs> Can't keep revealing my terrible secrets. (laughs) (laughs) So, she's gone? I'm sorry to say, Mildred, it it seems like she is. When will she be back? We don't really know. 
I think around now is when Clark starts to regain some of his faculties. Mm-hmm. And he goes over to Mildred and said, uh, Mildred, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where she went, but you know we're going to find her. We always find people we're looking for. Did you find John Peters? We, that was yesterday. We were working on it. We actually are coming pretty close, we think. Uh, she, like, reaches over to her ashtray, relights that spliff, and starts walking upstairs. Uh, so, in, in Tildy's room, I want to do a couple things. A, has the camera reacted to being in here at all? No. Okay. Uh, now that I've unlocked her phone, I want to check her texts, her Facebook, like, messenger, anything. I want to look at her communication, see who she's talking to. You know, is she in a Facebook messenger group called, like, Freaky Death Cult? Uh, yeah, she's in a Freaky Death Cult. No. Basically, what you would garner is that... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's so much tube technology in this world. <laughs> tube, technology. tube technology. A rigagoogoo, rigagoogoo, the secrets to be... T- anyway. She was a pretty standoffish kid from what you can tell. She clearly grew up, maybe not clearly, but she grew up in this house with her grandma. Uh, her parents are gone. She's had a weird home life. Uh, her grandma raised her, but was always stoned. You would gather from her phone that she probably has uh, dabbled in in smoking some pot herself and, uh, you know, normal kid stuff. She's into TV shows and, you know, movies and music and other things that people find uh, enjoyable as hobbies. Looking through her phone, she seems like your typical teenager. I don't know how she came across these things. What do you mean, like things. watching TVs, shows, and movies and your typical enjoyable things? Yeah, the kind of things that people like. Wow. How, how old a girl is she? Uh, Mildred is sitting on her <laughs> bed. I feel like we were asking you and not Mildred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I definitely We, we saw her. Like... <laughs> Uh, early high school, freshman or sophomore, okay. probably. Cool. Probably sophomore, actually. We'll go with sophomore. She has a car. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, she's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. Oh, dude, Cass, Tilly has a driver's license. Here, we, should grab that, so cool. we should grab that gun <laughs> before we forget. Okay, so it seems like a troubled teen uh, sneaking around her neighbor's abandoned house finds some spooky shit. But I... Do you think she knew she would disappear, or was she trying to harm you? She pointed it at you. That's what I'm trying to... Says. I don't think she knew what this was. So she was going to shoot me for entering her room? She was going to kill me? Somebody might have gotten to her about having these things. Somebody besides Julie Maxwell purchased other items. Maybe we should go back and find out who purchased those other items. If there's a security footage or anything like that. If she said it was in the past week or so, they might still have some. That's not a bad idea, Keith. See if we can find some people snooping around that booth. We've just entered the room of like the mastermind of all of this, and we're like, she's a poor teenager. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is she? Yeah, you'll never catch me alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did Clark not mention that she said <laughs> she twirled her mustache and like <laughs> it all happened real quick? But she looks scared as all get out. Pointing that gun at me. Was it the fear of a little girl about to shoot a police officer, or a fear of a girl about to do something? Metaphysical. I think I think we I think we probably got both, but I I would suspect that she learned some things about what she had in her possession. I think we should go back to the metaphysical store, hidden treasures, forgotten treasures. I know they're closed, but not for us. Uh, they are closed, but you see the same woman inside. She's like sweeping up. Give her a friendly wave from outside and point to the door. 
I'm sorry. Um, we're we're closed. Oh yeah, man. We <laughs> we're not here to shop. We had some more questions related to uh booth five hundred four. Oh oh okay. I guess come on in. Thank you, man. What what can I what can I assist you with, officers? We were specifically wondering if you had any more records uh, or receipts from that booth. You see that big book that she was going through, and uh, she looks at it, and walks over, and starts flipping through it. Well, second question: Do you have any security cameras in here? Yeah, but they don't yeah. rightly work. They're mostly just, just to spook show. the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, she's hey, I want a human her on that. Roll it up. Uh, 96. Can I human her too? Nah, let's not. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, you, you believe what you want to believe. The truth is out there, Zach, and this old lady <laughs> is a lying, two-faced fuck. She does have a face on the back of her head. I don't, I don't know if I noticed that. Oh, it's Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> it's Voldemort. As she's flipping through the, through the big book. Gosh, uh, there were three items recently bought from Booth 504. There was a camera that was bought with a check, and uh, that was from, and she's thumbing through, Julie, Julie Maxwell. Another item was uh, put on a, a tab uh, by uh, Marie Jacobs. Marie Marie has a tab? Uh, yeah. She come in here pretty often? I'd say so. What sort of things does she usually buy? Well, what was that what item was that on one? the tab? Yeah. It's a, a radio? Yeah, it says a radio. And then uh, there was another item, uh, 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 no, uh, a, a helmet that was uh, it was put on a credit card. You have a name on that card, man? It's uh, the First Church of Contention. This might be a strange question. Do you remember all of these items being tubed? Um, I didn't sell all of them. I don't re- rightly remember. That's fine. Do you, do you remember who from the church purchased that helmet? I, I wasn't here for that, but... Who would be purchasing things on the... Who has a credit card to the church, do you think? Do you know, Clark, who would have that? You religious, Clark? Mm, probably not. I don't think John Lee is, but I think he definitely would have spent time around a church growing up. What is the first church of contention? Baptist? Scientologist? It's uh, We're not. It's just the first church of contention. We're not going to call out one denomination as more <laughs> evil than the other? <laughs> They're all pretty equally. Dog Methodist are all right. <laughs> Methodists don't give a <laughs> They're fuck. They're chill. They're chill. <laughs> was there anything else? Uh, no, that was it. Hey, well, I think we got. I wish we would have followed up with this, uh, with you on this in our first visit. But uh, thank you for. I figured you would. I was kind of surprised <laughs> you didn't. To recap, ma'am, we had a uh, camera that went to uh, Julie Maxwell. Julie Maxwell, a radio that went to Marie Jacobs, mm-hmm. and a helmet that went to the First Church of Contention. Do you know anything about that helmet? Is it a bike helmet? Uh, it just says helmet. Okay. Did anybody else come in asking about these? Did Julie Maxwell maybe ask you about who had bought some more of these things? Um, no. Just to decide, I only asked because we found the uh, Dr. Marie Jacobs. Oh, that's right. What was her name on in Julie's apartment? She, uh, it was in the yellow pages. Just circled. circled it. Uh, yeah. oh, I think we know our next stop. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, ma'am. Go yeah. ahead and if who has the highest human intelligence, human? I have 80. Go ahead and roll it for me. 74. When she says no, that no one asked her about these items, she seems scared. Are you sure nobody did? Um... I put my hand on my gun. <laughs> oh, no. I grab her by the collar. <laughs> <laughs>
roll firearms. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> so um, I do just to intimidate her though. Oh God! Also, I'm in a wheelchair, so I don't know if she can see me do it. <laughs> that's that's why I grab her by the collar and I force her to like vision over to where you have your hand on her gun. Why don't you start talking, you two-faced shit sandwich? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you all, he was the one who saw that she was saying something. He yeah. Went, he just was asking he, her. Yeah, and he went for his gun. I trust my colleague's instincts. <laughs> I didn't pull it out. I just, I'm doing this. No, I don't know. He's... Who's he? I don't know who he was. He was very mean. He was very tall, and he smelled like alcohol. He was absolutely vile. What was he wearing? I don't, I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, I'm, I, Did he maybe drive out of here in a white Toyota? I don't know what he was driving. Can you please? I, I'm honestly scared. We're here for you, ma'am, if you're here for us. Here's what's going to have to happen. Your life in contention is over. You have to go into witness contention protection <laughs> immediately. Contention. You have to go into witness contention. That's the alternate. Con- that's like contention five miles down the road for people who have witnessed spooky shit in contention. <laughs> You guys might want to visit there. I bet you could get a lot of We could really, yeah, drill. I say, ma'am, ma'am, it's, it's okay. Uh, we just need you to be honest with us here. Uh, you said he was vile. Was he Was he saying cuss words at you? Yeah, he threatened me. What was he threatening you about? He wanted those items or he wanted to know where they went? Yeah, he wanted to know where they went. What, were you able to tell him anything at that time? I told him. I told him what I told you. He told me not to tell anyone else. That's okay. We're police officers. You can tell us. Well, I already did. <laughs> but thank you. And that's why you're doing a real good job. You're doing. You're, you're helping. You're helping maybe save lives here. Now, can you can you, can you remember anything else about him? Something maybe maybe something on his face or. He had bad teeth. Okay, that works. <laughs> and um, you know, he had. He had gin blossoms all over his nose and under his eyes. Love that man. And he had whiskey blossoms <laughs> all over his tongue. And he had... He was a real floral fella, I understand it. Did he smell like fun? Very, very quite blemishy, you're telling us. He had terrible skin. <laughs> it was so scary. What did, you, did you get a sense of maybe any of his interests or hobbies or... When he left, did he leave a way of getting in contact with him? Do you want you to follow up with him ever? He said he'd be watching. <laughs> I, t- I turn around. <laughs> He's standing right there! <laughs> it's a tall man with bad teeth and whiskey! Uh, Clark, Charles, when you saw him, was he a tall man? He was real tall. He smelled bad, and he had Jim Blossom blemishes. This guy sounds like the same guy that came to see me. Okay, I think we should go... What I'm thinking, we gotta find Charles, but... I'm thinking we need to go talk to, uh, what's the physician's name? Uh, Marie Jacobs. Yeah. What time is it right now? Uh, it's like 6, 6.30, somewhere in there. Okay, let's, should we roll over to her God, We should probably clinic? eat. How can you eat at a time like this? <laughs> My dehydration it's been, it's been meter a long is day. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to die <laughs> if you don't eat some food. <laughs> You guys all lose a hit point per hour from I'm this point forward? Roll constitution. <laughs> I'm trying to role play excellently. We would all be very hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, let's go. Let's go see Marie. As you guys walk out the door of Forgotten Treasures, you see a white Toyota in the road and it peels off. I throw on my taxidermy hat and get in my cruiser and take <laughs> off after it. Okay. For, uh, what are your dexterities, the three of you? 
<laughs> ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is a 65. I got a 60. Oh, uh, it's 12 times 5, 60. Size 60. Quick math. Quick math. Quick Important. Maths. Okay, John Lee Pettymore, you run and get in your cruiser with your taxidermy hat on. <laughs> Clark. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it held low and tight, and it's. It's bi- it's business mode. What was it again? Dude, it's been two months. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what it was? No. I think it was like we, some... We haven't like, gotten to hear that episode like yet, so I have cats, no idea. like faces yeah. like together or something. <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find out later. Something crazy. Okay, so it bumps the top of the cruiser as I get in and I have to set it on the seat. Uh, Clark, what do you do? I'm already running toward my car. Not even... That's the reaction. Just Absolutely. I'm wheeling over there. Uh, are you with me? Help me throw this into your trunk. And I hop out of my wheelchair. I run back around, grab the wheelchair, and throw it in the like the back seat. And I get in the I get in the passenger seat and say, I "Hit the <laughs> roof of the car." <laughs> <laughs> Could you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> it worked really well. Luke just slapped the top of his head. <laughs> John Lee Pettymore, roll me a drive check. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn it! Eighty-two on a seventy. Amazing. All right. <laughs> the hat gets in my eyes, and I have a really hard time getting the car started. Clark, uh, roll a drive check as well. 42 on a 50. Nice. So as you guys go off, you see the white Toyota. As it peeled off, it actually ran a bit off the road up onto the curb and had to back up as to avoid like to avoid hitting a sign on the side of the road and then gets back on the road and as it is going north on the road from forgotten treasures clark you are in position right behind the white toyota and john lee pettymore you are taking up the rear right behind clark bishop as you are driving, there's an intersection approaching and the white Toyota is going to drive straight through the red light. Clark, what do you do? Real fast, my assessment of the situation, can I see, if is there more than one person in the car? Roll me in a search. Fail, 61. I also wonder that. <laughs> I pass a 34 on a 40. Uh, Keith, you see there is one person in the driver's seat of the white Toyota. Cool. Clark, how are you handling the situation from a driving perspective? There is traffic going horizontally. I do it like a ambulance would, so lights on, siren on, and just cautiously, but still trying to maintain as much speed as I can, but still seeing how safe I can be about the oncoming traffic. If I'm, if they're stopping, I'm going, but if they're don't look like they're stopping. <laughs> I'm not going through. Okay, yeah. He is going to go through the intersection and John Lee Pettymore. Full speed. I peel around him and I'm not really looking. Okay, uh, I need you both to roll another drive check for me. Fail on mine. If I roll 70 on a 70, is that a fail? No, that is a great success. Okay, <laughs> cool. It's a really, really quite good success. That's very lucky. The white Toyota swerves out of the way of the traffic as he goes through the intersection, nimbly dodging a car. Clark Bishop, you are about to hit a car coming in from the right. Too hot. Didn't see your sirens. Didn't uh, didn't hear you. So you have to like hit the brakes. 
Yeah, in order to uh, avoid a collision there as John Lee Pettymore just like slides like through the intersection and flies through it on the tail of the white Toyota. Keith, what do you want to do? I'm going to flash my gun at the person that almost just hit us and point out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I nod my head and I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I say, hit it. I do. Okay. So now the pursuit is still heading north on that same road. The white Toyota is going like 60, 65 miles an hour on a 45 and gaining speed. John Lee Pettymore, it is up to you what you want to do next. Uh, I'm just still in hot pursuit. You're basically right behind this white Toyota. So what maneuvers are you going to take? I assume my police cruiser has more power. So I'm just going to try to get ahead of him and make him stop or run off the road. How close is he to the white Toyota? And how close are we to the white Toyota? I would say John Lee Pettymore is roughly 10 yards, 15 yards behind the white Toyota. And you guys are 20 yards behind his cruiser. You can just call him a general. Okay. I see that John has the lead on this one, so I'm, whatever he does, even if he does manage to get to the side or around it, I'm going to still kind of be taking up the rear in case that car goes off. I crazy. think we, we should try to get up close too because I can get the shotgun out of the back and try to take out his tires. Okay. Because I got pretty good firearms. Okay. I'll do that. I'll get a little closer. If he can pull up to the side, I'll try to get up to the back. And I'll be like cop loudspeaker just like, pull over! Stop the vehicle! Okay, sick. So I'm going to Okay, so here's what happens. John, as you pull behind this uh, this white Toyota, you see a hand go out the driver's side window with a uh, something that is on fire in the hand, and he throws a bottle. Molotov cocktail. Awesome. And it is flying through the air. I need you to roll against his throw on a drive check in order to avoid the Molotov cocktail heading straight for your windshield. Five. As you swerve, you manage to avoid the cocktail hitting your windshield exactly, but it does catch the the back corner of your car and and you're not sure uh, whether or not a fire has started or whether or not just the exterior of your car is on fire currently. Clark, you and Keith see a small explosion in the back right of John's car and glass seems to just shatter off in, in that direction as you guys are pulling up closer. This is the most alive John has felt since his racing days. <laughs> Holy shit, Did that dude. guy just throw a Molotov cocktail? I think he did, John? We gotta take this guy out. I already have reached back and picked up the shotgun, and I'm waiting to roll my window down until we can get close enough to him, because I don't want no fire in this car. Okay, I think he had to slow down enough, and John clearly, like, swerved to the left, and you guys pulled up right next to him, so the two of you are side by side with the white Toyota right in between you, right ahead of you. Clark, is there anything you want to do maneuver-wise while you're driving, or are you just trying too. I mean, uh, always getting closer into maybe his right side, his passenger side now. Okay, awesome. So let's go ahead and do another drive roll, all, all both of you, and I'll roll for, for the white Toyota as well. Fuck. 
89 yeah. on a 50. 90 on a 70. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, the white Toyota failed his check as well. So you're still in the same positions moving forward, but you are heading directly for a T. So there's no straight. There's only right or left coming up. And the white Toyota is going to uh, whip it to the right. So as you guys hit this turn, let's do one more check to see if anything changes. If he's whipping to the right and I was already on the right, can I try and T-bone him? Or I don't know if it'd be a T-bone, but maybe like half pit maneuver to hit his backside to get him spinning. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to try to shoot out his front right tire as well. Okay, and how are you doing that? Hanging out the passenger seat with the shotgun and just... Awesome. <laughs> okay, so let's get those drive... A two on a 50. Nice. 63 on a 70. 63. And what are you trying to do? I guess as we come up to that T and I see him turning right, I'm just going to try to do some light braking and pass him on the turn, basically. Awesome. Roll the firearms check, please, Keith. 21 on a 70. Awesome. And you were aiming for a tire? Front right tire, yeah. As he takes this right turn, Clark, you try to fishtail him. You make connection. However, he turns into it and begins to avoid the fishtail maneuver. However, Keith Vigna blows his front right tire as he's doing so, which would- Pull him harder right. Hard right, yeah. So that is going to complete the fishtail and make that a success. And John, you can- Yeah, has, I mean, has this pretty much brought him to a stop? Uh, he's gonna be sideways here in a second, yeah. And probably just like right in the middle of the street. Okay. Once we stop, I'm gonna jump out, have my shotgun trained on him, and stand there until you guys can move to get him out because I'm not trying to pop around. So, John, what are you doing? Where, where is your car going? Well, I'll just go around to the rear of his car since you guys are in a position to go, like, to block him from the front. We can just get him blocked in, basically. Yeah. Are, are you picturing our car? I'm picturing me, my car, and his car parallel facing opposite directions. Oh, okay. I was picturing you. Okay, right. then I'll get in front of him, yeah, and you guys get behind him or whatever. Yeah, that's good. So I've got shotgun trained. As soon as you get out of the car, you've got a, a shotgun in your hands, and he is going to begin firing at you. Okay. Are you going to attempt to take cover or fire back? So if I was coming up to his passenger side, I'm going to jump towards the back of his car so that he doesn't have a good aim on me and try to like get by the trunk of his car and kind of take cover and try to... I want to get a good shot on him, but I'm not... I don't want to like shoot at him yet. I don't want to try to kill him, but I want to get at a good angle where he can't hit me, but I could if I had to get him. Absolutely. So he he fires a few shots, breaks out the glass of his uh, the, on the passenger side of the white Toyota, and then in the passenger backseat side, he shoots out that glass too as he's trying to get at you. I believe that would make it John's turn. John tries to remember his training. Like, officers are under fire, so cops would just be, like, wasting this dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, but but we issue. we need <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. That's why uh, I didn't just so, immediately go right. and blow his fucking head off. Can we, uh, can we tell from the shots or see what kind of gun he's using? Is it just a pistol? It's a pistol, yeah. So how many shots has he fired off at this point? Four. Couple. I'll pop out of my cruiser and keep talking to him through the intercom. Put down your weapon. We just want to talk. Maybe you know about this goo. <laughs> Can I, from my angle, see if I know this guy? Have I seen him before? I know that this is Charles's car. Do we, can I tell it's Charles? Yeah. Okay. It looks like Charles. I'm going to be on my intercom using his name. Charles, come on, settle. Come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> what was that voice? Come on. Come on. Uh, 
Hey, just hey, Charles. Big old thing of helium right before. <laughs> Charles, stop shooting at him. Stop shooting at him. <laughs> All right, Keith, what do you do? Okay, I want to try to get around to the like passenger side of the trunk and see is he still in inside of his car? Yeah. With all the doors closed. Yeah. If I like pop up, pop up over the trunk and look and see inside of his car through the back window, is his arm still out like trying to shoot or like what can I see looking inside? I mean, yeah, he's in the front. He's in the driver's seat. He is looking your direction. He's kind of looking all around, but he just fired back through there and so he's panicky. How would you feel? If I was him? Bad, probably. Yeah, probably not good. Probably like a... Shouldn't have broken the law. <laughs> um, can I try to like open up the... Well, shit, that's stupid. What do you do? No, that's stupid. What do you do? I fire off a warning shot of the shotgun to where maybe like a couple pellets hit like the side of his ear or his head. <laughs> oh, shit. But the rest just go like... A like shotgun a, like a, It's like a... But not right at him. Okay, so you're firing away from him into the car. Yeah, but but you're not firing trying. across his face bow. I'm not trying to like shoot directly into his head. Okay, but like <laughs> if a little spray gets on him. Okay, roll firearms for me. <laughs> I fail. <laughs> and you had a shotgun, so go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Is that essentially a called shot? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like near his like head. not trying to hit someone is just as hard as hitting someone exactly where you want to. Also, I am thinking this is like buckshot, not like a slug. Yeah, yeah. You just wanted to graze his face, with, right? With a couple with pellets, a couple pellets. <laughs> not all the pellets. Yeah. Refreshing spray mist yeah. of pellets. <laughs> yeah, wake him up a little. Hurts so good. Yeah, so go ahead and roll 2d6 for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 10. You rolled a 10. Shit. Okay. Um, (laughs) So you you blast into this car. You were trying to shoot to the right of him, but you really, you just fired directly into the back of his seat. There is a mist of red. I... (laughs) going uh, all over the front of the car as the horn begins to blare and the slumped body of Charles is leaning directly into the steering wheel, his face making the horn incessant. John Lee Pettymore lets off a couple of panic shots towards the the van when he sees all that happen. As the as the windshield just like turns red, all of a sudden he just a couple and w- where do they go into me? <laughs> so, uh, oh no, crit fail oh, no. seventy seven. Oh fuck! You fire off and uh, you hear the the distinctive pop of a tire as you shoot out Clark's front right tire <laughs> on his cruiser. Sorry, Clark. I'm taking cover. <laughs> Ricochets are going all over the place. As you take cover, I think you saw what happened and then heard more shots coming your way. What do you want to do? Open fire back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the last episode. <laughs> As I duck for cover, whoa, whoa, he's dead, he's dead, guys. Did I get him? I think, I think <laughs> Keith did. You, you almost got me though. Guys, fuck. 
I did not mean to do that. I'm, I'm coming around to the driver's side. Yeah, gun you just wanted still. to graze him. I get it. The horn is still blaring. Is he still slumped? Oh, yeah. I open the door and I pull him back. How much is left of him? As you open up the door, you see he is bleeding out all sorts of crazy. Basically, from his nipples to his uh, seatbelt is just shredded confetti person. Nipples to seatbelt. <laughs> Woo! You know that's bad. You hate to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is he alive? Yeah, I yell over at him. Did I, did I kill him? Do you want to roll uh, first aid, please? This would be to see if he. I mean, I'd take it. You're not. You know, I don't know what you're trying to do. But twenty-eight on a thirty. Ooh. Oh, well done. You grab at his. I don't know. Pulse. One of them. Which pulse yeah. do you want to grab? His intestines. <laughs> pulse. Neck. You get right up in his butthole. It just reaches <laughs> right into the cavity that would have been Feels his heart. His heart. <laughs> As you put your fingers around his <laughs> still beating heart, ventricles. <laughs> I got you, buddy. And I manually <laughs> beat his heart for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all canon. Uh, <laughs> as you reach for his pulse, you're not finding it, but you think you know where you are. You think you, you know your way around a, a wrist or a neck. Uh, however, no pulse is being felt by you. As, I, as I'm looking for the pulse, I'm using my radio to call in an ambulance. Okay. And then I want to do a flashlight in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Do I get any response? No, he's dead. Damn. Yeah. I'm going to use 30 points of luck to... <laughs> no, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> do you guys all want to throw in 10 points of luck to... <laughs> Revive this guy and interview him. I kind of would. <laughs> Avoid death is thirty. Yeah, that's ten points each. Oh, so that's for you personally. We can't do that yeah, to you other can't people. Use that on other people. But you know, that's not what it says on the card. <laughs> In D and D, there's a spell that you can talk to the dead. I'm going to use that. Let's do okay, that one. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to get out my D and D rule book <laughs> real quick. Holy shit. That would be hell. Has anybody fun. ever done that? Like four four different role playing like mechanics Probably. all together. That'd be interesting. Let's start it now. Or <laughs> A fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. You'd have to be real intimate with all of them. That'd be wild, though. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, hey, barely, I'm barely intimate with this one, so. Okay, well. Uh, yeah, I pop up out of the side Keith of the killed cruiser. a guy. Boys, he's, he's dead. He's, he's real dead. Ah, uh, fucking, I hate paperwork. Can we cover this up? <laughs> Maybe just make it look like a road accident or something. Let's search his car. Yeah, I want to search him, too. Pat him down. <laughs> Check his pockets. In the middle of the street, a crowd begins to gather around you all. I what fire we, a couple are, more shots into the air and tell them to disperse. <laughs> Roll firearms. What are we around up, up here? 59 on a 60. How big of a crowd are we talking here? It's not. There's, <laughs> there's like like three hundreds people. Hundreds of people have gathered. <laughs> there's like four people who have stopped what they're doing to watch and a couple car, like two cars have pulled over and are just sitting there staring. Phone's out. Do they take off when I shoot in the air? Do you actually shoot? Yeah. In- oh, then yeah, they leave. Okay. Uh-huh. One of the people just gets into somebody else's car, and they, they're nice <laughs> enough to take them out of this scary situation. That's how you maintain law and order. I cast Obliviate on them so they forget <laughs> what they just saw. Harry Potter universe canon now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so as you guys are looking through this car, you see there's a there's a handgun in his hand. In the seat next to him, there's a different handgun. Does it have any crazy... Um 
features. No, they both look relatively normal handguns. Uh, there's also a mag light sitting in the shotgun seat. And in the back seat, there's a rifle, a burner phone, a wallet, and some keys. All in the back seat? All in the back seat. I'm going to look at that burner phone and see what numbers are stored in there. I'm going to grab the wallet. As you look through the burner phone, everything has been deleted off of it. There's literally no information on it whatsoever. And as you open up the wallet, there's an army ID for a Billy Harrison. He's a pretty nondescript dude, pretty young. He doesn't look like Charles. He's bald. No, it's not Charles. Pretty fit dude. Bald guy, young guy, probably in his uh, late 20s, early 30s. Wouldn't it say on the ID? He's got, <laughs> shut up. He's got pretty <laughs> intense eyes. He is uh, 29. Anything uh, interesting about the keys? particularly if they have a storage unit. It's a key ring with one car key on it. Does it seem like this Toyota was his? Can I check the glove box? The keys to the Toyota are still in the Toyota. What is in the glove box? There is almost nothing in the glove box. There's like the manual for the There's not car. like any No, there's no registration. On the one key on the one key ring, mm -hmm. is there a make of the car? Mm -hmm. uh, did we check the trunk yet? Did we check the trunk yet? It's a van, right? Are we or checking trunk yet? An SUV? What is it? Toyota. It's a Toyota. I think but I was picturing a white like a wife. Corolla. For some reason, I was picturing like a Tundra. I actually just pictured us chasing a Ford Bronco this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if I did it by Charles, the guy I just killed. <laughs> we'll say Dodge. Why not Dodge? How about Dodge? On the key ring? John Lee Pettymore yeah. has a Dodge. I want to check the trunk too, since I'm already back here. Okay, so as you pop open the trunk... There is a man is completely unconscious. Is it Billy Harrison? <laughs> he looks exactly like Billy Harrison. He is alive, though. Yeah, he's unconscious. He's unconscious, and he is wearing a black t-shirt and jeans. Is there anything else? Yeah, underneath him, also in the trunk, is a police uniform, a set of scrubs, and a black suit. This guy likes costume parties. Can I try to wake him up? Is he tied up or is he just stuck back there unconscious? His hands are bound with a chain. Spooky. Uh, I want to try to wake him up, shake him, shake okay. him up. Clark, as you are going over Charles, mm -hmm. he has ID on him named Charles Donovan. He is from the city. He's got a burner phone on him and he has a piece of paper, two addresses on the piece of paper. You recognize them both immediately. One is John Peter's house, and the other is the Piston Pig Farm. The keys that are in the ignition of the white Toyota include a key to a room at the motel. My motel? The one that Keith Vigna is staying at. And there is a key fob for Dirty Dog Grooming. Charles Donovan also has scratches all over his arms, legs, and face. Do they look like scratches from a dog or a human? Those are the only two. Or like brushes, brush, if he was running through oh, the woods. Oh, yeah. Are they claw marks? I think that would be easy to tell. They're not claw marks. Okay. okay. I like what you're thinking. Uh, but no, yeah, his skin is definitely uh, red and irritable looking, as if it has been scratched repeatedly in multiple places. But not, not breaking the skin? Like they're not wounds? A couple seem to have bled, but mostly not. Hmm. And no discernible pattern? No. So it doesn't look like he got scratched up by brush or something? Not really. Okay. No. Well, now what? 
there's a lot we could do actually. Uh, let me look at the burner phone in his pocket. There is nothing on it. Yeah, no, it's it's wiped clean. Not even like a recent calls list. What was the last selfie he took? <laughs> Holding the Molotov. He should show it window. to his family. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have any recent calls. There, he would have deleted them by now. Keith, you are slapping this bald man in the back of the trunk, and he's not waking up. Your slapping is not helping. Guys, look what I found. <laughs> Who I found. Could we do a search roll to like more intensely search the vehicle? Sure. One. Holy shit. 13 on a 20. I get it also. <laughs> Not as good <laughs> as him. <laughs> okay, we so... both searched the fuck out of this car, though. <laughs> Maybe a tantalizing piece of information that might have escaped his lips before his chest was exploded. <laughs> <laughs> John, as you are looking over the stuff, you decide to pull out. Dump them all. On the ground. <laughs> yeah, you dump it all out in the middle of the road. The police uniform that he has matches the police uniform that, that the three of you wear here in contention. Okay. And he has a badge on there. A real badge? You would know that it's not, gotcha. but it looks... And no other identification? like It says Officer Kissel. Is it a contention badge? Yeah. Gotcha. Is it pretty good? Pretty yeah, good no, this is like a pretty good fake. The set of scrubs has an ID that says Dr. Zabrowski and the black suit inside one of the pockets has FBI credentials for an agent Parks. Does the do the scrubs have a name of a hospital on them? No. Good question. What do we have in contention? Just a, like a clinic? Correct. And then the city has a, has a hospital. hospital. Yeah. Oh, also, with your search roll, sorry, because you critically succeeded, as you're looking over Charles's body, helping Clark discern the scratches that are all over him, mm -hmm. you see that the scratches are in the pattern of of hands, and it looks like a human human's hands made all these scratches all over Charles. Okay. So I guess I would like to get Drew looking up all these credentials to see if there actually is a Dr. Zabrowski somewhere in state following up on the FBI credentials for Agent Parks, see if that's a real person. And then uh, John is going to go over and start changing the tire on Clark Cruiser. <laughs> nice. He feels bad about that. The ambulance arrives on the scene. Before they get to either body, I'm going to have them take a look at my foot. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> you got anything for this? Yeah, does this count as a hospital visit? Like, can, he, can he roll to get some foot hit points back? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I like that. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a d4. Or that's, that's a d6. d6. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> One. That's what you get. Uh, they throw a band-aid at you. No, they um they have a splint yeah. with them that you can throw on and it'll make walking much easier. Charles is dead, so I'd like to direct them to um, trying to wake up Billy. Yeah. They attempt to bring Billy Harrison to consciousness and do not succeed. And immediately they're like, we got to get him help. They throw him on a stretcher and put him in the back of the ambulance. I'm going to go with him in the ambulance just in case he's a bad guy. Cool. Or if he's a good guy, I can good ask thinking. him too. Perfect. I, I grab Keith. Don't kill this one, man. <laughs> 
I'm not Keith, a murderer. <laughs> not this one. Uh, Keith, go ahead and roll sanity for me real quick for murdering. Cheryl's. 18 on a 40. Nice. Justified police cool action in the line of duty. I mean, this is... Is this the first time I've killed someone? Today. I would think so. I think, yeah, this is my first murder by How cop. How many people have we killed in this podcast so far? You've uh, killed, killed one, I killed you and one. I've killed one, and you haven't killed anybody yet, pussy. That's surprising, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Keith hops in the ambulance as it goes away. I also away. pull a, note, a little notepad out of my back pocket, and I make a tick mark and shut it back. <laughs> as he's pulling away, Keith, keep him cuffed. <laughs>